0: I do. And I don't. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Cat, take it.
1: Should old acquaintance be forgot? And days of old lang
0: syne. Welcome to. <laughs> that wasn't bad. It <laughs> wasn't bad. Uh, welcome to the first episode of 2021, the prosperous and healthy and love filled year that we've all been waiting for.
1: Have we ever? And you know what? Like, I'm trying not to put this year on too much of a pedestal, mm. but honestly, I can't see anything but better in the road ahead
0: (laughs) yeah but i think we said that in 2019 do you remember people were going fuck 2019 you know i think uh philip seymour hoffman died like there were so many deaths of celebrities 2019 was was
1: kind of crazy and 2018 but i i don't know i've never been so relieved to see a year transition frankly
0: but this is one Worried about. Oh, because then 2020 came and we were like, Th- those years were horrible. 2020 is going to be, oh, oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. And you know, I think that's a nice exercise in gratitude. Let's just be grateful that we're still here to see 2021.
0: <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm, I don't want to be a negative, Nancy. It is going to be a beautiful year. It is going to be full of prosperity and love. And we're going to guide you through it here on I Do and I Don't podcast show.
1: We sure are. We're still here for you, giving you completely and totally unprofessional marriage and relationship and sex advice.
0: That's changed from somewhat professional. Somewhat professional, totally and completely no, unprofessional. We
1: Actually, that's not true. Like, I think I have earned a couple more credentials to put behind my belt. I've had some training now in different types of therapy. Well, there so. you go.
0: I feel like... <laughs> Just doing this show has made me a therapist.
1: I think you were probably right about that. I don't think that anyone should use my personal relationship history, though, as a marker to indicate how qualified I am to give out relationship
0: advice. You know, if you go into a carpenter's home, you know, you go into a builder's home, there's always stuff that isn't finished. You know what I mean?
1: I guess it's a good point.
0: So, yeah, you're fixing all sorts of other people's homes, quote-unquote, and you're neglecting to... Finish putting the flooring down in the spare bedroom. Mm. That's just going The spare happen. bedroom
1: is now locked up. Let's <laughs> just say that. <laughs> oh, 2020, I will not miss you for one single moment. <laughs> Joel, what do we do here at I Do and I Don't?
0: Oh, that's a, such a good... That's such ha What we do is we take intimate questions from our listening public. Intimate questions relationship questions they could be about um you know kid, child rearing with a, a significant other they could be about just like having conversations with your significant others and they could be about butt stuff and we butt stuff we take those questions and then we answer them now cat you get the questions i do
1: and they're usually uh sent to me in All kinds of ways, actually. I get them in my DMs across different social platforms. Pretty much never does anyone actually send it to us by the link that we set up so that they could be anonymous. (laughs) However, because I am a nice person, I do keep you anonymous. And I will actually even change some of the wording of your questions And if I feel like they might be too clearly indicative of who you are.
0: That's happened? It has happened. I really wanted to bang Joel the other day. (laughs) However. (laughs) Currently, I have red hair My uh, one son, wait a second, this is just you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Joel. Um, (laughs) So then um, what happens is you read the questions, you Mm -hmm. study them, you pour over them. And then you come to me, you say, Joel, what do you think about this? And I answer it and you go, oh yeah, that was the right answer the whole time.
1: Yeah, Joel is almost always 100% right. And I'm usually a little bit too long-winded and slightly esoteric.
0: Sometimes I have to correct you. I mean, let's just... just Mm.
1: (laughs) I do love a good correction.
0: Sometimes I have to punish you, Kat. You know that. That's just part of the the course.
1: Bad, bad podcast host. What did I get
0: that wrong again, Joel? Oops. Yes, you did. Bend over, Kat. Uh And that's off. That's off, Mike. So that's the show. Should we crack on with question number one?
1: Yes. This is our first question of the brand new year.
0: This is exciting. It better be a good one.
1: What would you two say is the general rule when it comes to dating the ex of someone you know? The person person in question is an acquaintance. We aren't close friends, but have enjoyed some quality connection here and there. Her ex has made it clear that he's interested and I find him attractive. Can I date him without ruining a friendship? Should it matter? They were together for less than a couple of years. It's not like they were married or anything.
0: Okay, so, I mean... The answer is in the question. Like, we're not that close of friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see each other sometimes. They were barely together. Like, it was a short-term thing. Yeah. Uh, So the answer is, absolutely not. I mean, there's girl code. (laughs) You don't do that.
1: And this is it. Like, I I don't know. Does girl code apply when it's a friend that you've had a couple of, like, hangouts with and they're not one of your besties?
0: I don't know. Like, like, the question, does girl code apply? Ply is a question in and of itself, (laughs) like full stop.
1: In general, is it a thing? Is there a bro code? Isn't there a bro code?
0: There is a bro code. And that also is a, we should bring that into question.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about this. What is it in fact?
0: Well, I would say the bro code is that you're not, I I would assume, I'm not a bro, so it's hard to say, but I think you're not supposed to bang girls that the, your bro has banged,
1: so I will literally never have sex in this town again if that is true.
0: <laughs> I avoid it anyway, but um, <laughs> like I would go, you would, you. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I
1: think, I think I can pretty much guarantee that this question comes from someone in this particular region because everyone knows each other out here. Yeah. If you are at all engaged in the arts community, you for sure. Yeah are going to bang someone that one of your friends has
0: not bang any of the people in the arts community.
1: But then why would you want to bang them? Is my question. Maybe I'm an elitist. Like I just can't,
0: why would you want to bang who? What?
1: Like how, how are you going to date people outside of the arts community? What will you have in common? Oh,
0: good point. Uh, well the way I see it is, you know, they're, and this is going to be not some people that are listening to this, maybe aren't in the arts community. So they're like, who are these like say, <laughs> elitist, elitist assholes. assholes going? Why wouldn't you want to date a creative? Um, <laughs> I think the trick is that there are people who admire the arts and care about the arts, but have no artistic bent themselves. They don't make things. And so then, we
1: need to start dating patrons of the arts. Yeah,
0: because they'll be your patron. Ooh. They'll be like, oh, I love your blog cat. Let me lick your pussy.
1: Let me lick your pussy and cook you dinner so you can create the things you create in the world. Oh my god, that's like a dream come true. And they'll
0: be like, they'll be like, oh my goodness, she's so smart when it comes to relationships and communication. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my god, Joel. But they'll have no, they'll have no like uh, narcissistic, egotistical, artistic uh, hang-ups. Yeah, or they're just like, what about me?
1: That's probably not true, but what I about like my thongs? So uh yeah, okay, so let's say then that you do have an acquaintance that you know and you're interested in their ex. Like, how do you proceed? You just don't?
0: Uh, Acquaintance that I know. So in this case, I mean, it it is, she is just, they are acquaintances. Yeah. And so is this acquaintance relationship that important to you? I would say that, you know, if you, you, it's up to this person if they're okay with that, am like the person that wants to date the other, the, the guy, mm-hmm. if they're okay with that old relationship and, and she, you know, she likes that other, cause there's people that you go, you dated that person. Eesh.
1: So I've encountered this situation where like, actually this is how one of my very best friends of all time ever in my life. And I got close mm. Because we we were, I guess, casual acquaintances who largely knew each other online but lived in the same community and had a really strong admiration for each other. Right. Just from afar. And then I matched with this dude on Bumble like a couple years ago. And I saw, because whenever I match with someone, I always creep them because mm-hmm. that's just what I do. And I saw that she knew him. And I don't like to meet up with someone for the first time until I've like checked in if I have mutual friends who know those right, right, people. Right. So I asked I, her. I do
0: that too, and then when I see I have mutual friends,
1: Ixnay. It's over. <laughs> it's over. This is why Joel and I are not married yet. Um, <laughs> only reason. So, oh, only reason. Uh, so we, I reached out to her and I said, "How do you know this person?" She said, "Oh, we dated." And then I immediately said, "Okay, well, will my dating him impact our potential friendship in any way, shape, or form?" Because at that point, like you know, he's just some dude I didn't know, but I yeah. thought she was super cool. Yeah. And she said, "No, he's got a huge dick. You should go out with him and enjoy it." And I was like, mm. "Whoa." amazing. And then I did. And then she and I started to hang out more and I don't talk to that guy anymore, but now she's my best friend. So.
0: It's so interesting that somebody with a huge dick is so uh, like disposable. Well,
1: there were some issues attached Uh, to that huge dick, sadly. Always a shame. This, this was another, this is a little sidetrack here, but this was another relationship that could have been so fantastic. Cause on paper, this person was a very excellent match for me, but they had some deep Deep, unresolved shit that I could not work with
0: in any way, shape, or form. Everyone needs to resolve their shit.
1: Please, people. Especially if you have a big, beautiful dick. Just work on your shit. I
0: really want... Like, I like, I would love to get a positive review... Of your dick? Of my dick or the things that I do. Probably. It's probably going to be my dick. That
1: should be part of dating apps.
0: I would love... <laughs> like, I would love that. Like, you know... Because the way I feel is, like, girls aren't typically doing that. They're typically going, I'm not going to tell this girl about how fantastic this aspect is of this guy because he – if I can't have him, no one can. Or oh, no, I, still I totally did
1: or- that. I dated this really sweet guy after my family breakup. I'm not going to mention any names, of course, but you know him. Um, he's a really wonderful person, but like I was not ready for a relationship, and ultimately I don't know that we would have been ideal together long term, but he was really good at eating pussy. And I mm-hmm. told every girl I know afterwards, like if for no other reason you should hang out with him because he's really, really good at eating pussy.
0: And did that result in them? Do you get feedback where like three of them came back going, you're right?
1: (laughs) Well, I actually had no follow-up on that, sadly, but (laughs) he's quite happy now. So something worked. If you like and respect this person and you want to keep things cool, maybe it's worthwhile to give them a heads up. Not to ask permission, but just to say, hey, this is happening.
0: Yeah, and as we're learning here, um, these... Romantic, quote unquote, romantic relationships or hookups or whatever they are, are fleeting. But sometimes a truly great friend is a lasting thing. Exactly. So maybe yeah, reach out to the the friend. You may uh, make a closer friend, and uh, you also might get some like heads up, like why did they break up? You know, she might have a little bit of insight. Although you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt because they did break up, and she might be bitter. Um, That could be the case. As yeah, well. I would.
1: I would never ask someone's ex why they broke up.
0: I wouldn't say why, but she might be like, yeah, you can date him by the way. And then just give you some. He's <laughs> a
1: raging psychopath. Yeah. Um, I have this unrealistic, I think, I think it's unrealistic request that I make uh, of people I've dated, particularly in this community where I want to know if they're dating seriously again. Do you think that's fair?
0: You want to know if they're dating seriously again? Yeah, like, sense. when you start
1: dating, can you just give me a heads up about that? Like, you don't have to tell me who, but just let oh, me know. Oh, after you
0: break up with somebody. Yeah,
1: honestly, there's nothing worse than finding out from a third party, or even worse yet, like, running into your ex while they're out on a date with someone. Not that anyone can do that right now, but...
0: I, 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 I don't know if it's unrealistic. Would I I don't think I... would Like, if I was breaking up with you and, like, no intention to see you again... I, and you were like, can you just let me know? I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. But I would be like, no, I'm not going to. Definitely not going to do that. Like <laughs> why am I reaching out? Like it's the door's closed. If we were remaining dear friends and like, you know, we had an undying connection, but just the romantic thing didn't really pan out, then yeah, I probably would be more inclined to, to do that. You know. But if we were like just ending communication and whatever, we had a moment and that was it, I don't think I'd go out of my way to hey p s uh met someone I really like, oh that's cool, but I don't really want to talk to you about it
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. you?
0: um but yeah so th- did we answer this question
1: I think so i I mean just in summary, I think we can say that she's not beholden to this person in any way shape or form, but if she does have like an admiration of this person as a friend, maybe it'd be nice to like give her a heads up right all right number two. I know you guys have answered variations of this question, but my partner and I have all but stopped having sex since we've had a kid. How do I talk to my partner about this without sounding like an insensitive dick? I tried to follow up and find out how old the kid was too because I was trying to gauge like how long they've gone mm. without sex, but I didn't get a follow-up answer. So
0: Your what guess is happens, as good as mine. What happens when, and this is tale as old as time, I think the trick is never get married or never have children.
1: Yep. 100% do not procreate. Then you can have all the sex that you want.
0: If you don't get married, you this doesn't really help the asker, but if you don't get married, you're probably going to have more sex in your life. Do you think that's true?
1: Uh-huh. Yep. That's I definitely Crazy, do. isn't it? Whether or not it'll be of the same kind of quality is the part that's debatable.
0: That is debatable.
1: And like, as I've come to realize, which was a mind-blowing recognition for me, is that it's not all about sex. Like, sex isn't everything.
0: <laughs> what? I know,
1: crazy, right? <laughs> what? Huh? Who would have thunk that 2020 would teach me that my pussy does not come first? Anyway, um, I think...
0: Mm, I'm deserving of love and my pussy doesn't come first? It's crazy. Cat grows up.
1: It's crazy. I grew up in 2020, finally. Um, I think that you are. I don't like the word obligation, but there is an agreement when you in you're in a, a long term committed relationship that you have to cultivate intimacy with your partner. Mm-hmm. That said, of course, consent is really important, and if someone's just not in it, they're not in it. But it, the onus is on them to figure that shit out. Like if they're not, finding- yeah,
0: I guess I guess the question, and th- like I've thought of this many times with the idea of um, like you know, religious, many religious people won't have sex before marriage, and then they have sex with one person for their whole entire life. And a lot of people would find that ludicrous and go, what? How, what, how do you, that's insane. You know, but if you had two people that are open, even if the mechanics of the sex are not amazing at first, Like, you can explore and broaden your horizons. And I don't think that having sex with one person, like, even if you get, even if you had sex with other people, but you're finally going to settle down with this one person to go, oh, only one person for the rest of my, the one, that, that's all the variety I get. First of all, their weight's going to fluctuate. So you'll have different bodies all the time. (laughs) But, um, point. but as long as people are open and, and willing to kind of like, hey, let's try this or let's you know, do this thing or, and then we can have the comfortable regular thing that we're used to. And, you know, all of those colors are present. Then I think you could be satisfied with one person. I think
1: so too. And I, like, I think this is how I realized that I'm largely monogamous (laughs) despite my efforts to not be for such a long time. (laughs) I think for me, it's not about variety at all. Like that part isn't terribly intriguing or exciting for me. It's more about connection, like the quality of connection. And that is something you can absolutely cultivate and nurture and deepen in the course of a long-term relationship in a way that you can't when you're just having like casual encounters with people, which is why I think I don't really like casual sex.
0: No, like, I mean, a hookup 100%, like nonsense, (laughs) right? Like that's the the worst. I've always said the worst, the first sex is always the worst sex. Yep. And, and that, boils down to the connection you're not connected to that person yet and over time you can build that connection through sex or and and other sort of interactions and and when you talk pillow talk you know but um yeah so if you are with somebody who is open and cultivates that you can have a, a wonderful relationship with just one person. But then what happens is we find this.
1: Yeah, you, hit, you can hit a slump and the slumps can come and go and happen for all kinds of reasons. So the question is, how do you address the slump without sounding like an asshole?
0: But I think that this conversation is the one that needs to be had where you go, look, I, it's not like, oh, I, I, I need to bang. I got to mm. get off. But you and I had a connection on that level. And it's a connection that I miss and that I'd like to get back to and find a way to do that because this is, you're the only person that I do this with. Yeah. This is, this is our thing.
1: You're the only person that I want to do this. And you're with.
0: the only person I want to do this with. And this is the, for the rest of our lives. So let's explore that and appreciate that and, you know, try to rebuild that connection. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll be receptive to that because, because if it's, Babe, I've got needs. I need to come. That's not...
1: That's scary. Uh, Hopefully, that's not
0: what you want. Hopefully, you want more hear. than that.
1: That's really scary to hear, I think, because then immediately... Well, maybe it's because my brain is like a bit shattered in this way, but I'm immediately thinking, oh, they're going to go and get it from somewhere else. Right. But I think if you stay in the personal, just as you said, and be like, I miss you. I miss our connection. I miss being intimate with you and like what we've created in that space. Oh my God. How could anyone say no to that? I I think
0: there's the, I think there's in certain people, and, and this is one of the damaging things about sexual repression and the idea of men versus women mm. in a sexual context, because that's what we, you find, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've never really explored that idea, but I'll, I'll just leave that there for now. But y- what happens is the, the women will, uh, theoretically, will sit there and go, oh, is this a manipulation tactic to get me to put mm-hmm. out? Because those are the languages we have. Yeah. So this person truly has to trust the man yeah that he just genuinely wants to be intimate with her yeah and I mean sex is so important and it's so enjoyable and you do just really want to have sex sometimes <laughs> yeah of course but like you know I'm sure if he's married to this person he's in he's in love with them he's chosen them I'm sure it's more than just getting his dick wet And he needs to try to communicate that. And then in good faith, I would hope that she would sort of believe it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something really powerful about just taking your partner at face value. Imagine Mm -hmm. if people just did that.
0: There'd be a lot of hurt because there's a lot of fucking liars out there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is true. This is for sure true. But
0: if everybody, if, if in a perfect world, everyone was honest and gracious and all those things. Yes, Kat.
1: But what if you stepped into that relationship space thinking like, I just deserve honesty and therefore I'm going to assume that's what I'm getting.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would be. Also, another thing that would be handy is if people um, assumed that they wouldn't be yelled at or wouldn't scare someone away or they wouldn't push someone away just by being honest and open, Mm -hmm. then they wouldn't hide themselves and then, there would be a lot of just fully realized people experiencing fully realized people. And you could have some real relationships.
1: (laughs) Maybe 2022 will be our
0: year. (laughs) 2022. (laughs)
1: For being fully realized people. All right. Question number three. How can I be super happy and fulfilled while being single? Do you think this is harder for women than for men?
0: Wow, this is just perfect question on the heels of the last one. Speaking sexually, and because I talk to different people um, that are married and things like that and finding it difficult and like that last question we had where sex does dry up or... I feel like I have more sex than like a lot of... And not even just like mediocre, boring sex. Like I have expressive wonderful connected sex and I feel like more than many married people do
1: how are you doing this I need to know
0: oh I'll tell you off mic
1: (laughs) no I actually like I do I I'm very curious about this um and I think
0: you have to find particular partners
1: you have to find people who don't want to be in relationships but want to have sex yeah and who aren't assholes about it basically so if you are in a scenario where you are connecting with someone on the basis of enjoying casual sex, mm. I feel like more often than not, one person in that equation wants more than just the casual sex.
0: Right. So, so then
1: that becomes a whole thing to navigate, which mm. I am not, I can't, I'm not. Well,
0: you're often that person.
1: Except not now. Like the, the roles have been Oh, reversed. You've, seen, you've
0: seen the role. <laughs> it's almost like everyone it's, wants to get, like they, they want to have what they can't. They want to get what they can't have. So like you're sitting there going, well, we can have sex, but I don't want to be in a relationship. They're like, well, let's work on this relationship thing. Mm-hmm. But if, and then yes, the reverse can happen. But if they're like, if you're like, I, I really, really, actually really like you. And they're like, yeah, I'm just interested in the sex.
1: And like, I, I I, mean, I didn't get a lot of follow-up information from this question either. This one was slapped right up on, their, on my Facebook wall, so I couldn't really get into it that much. But I think that, this person is also talking about like not pursuing sex, just being See, and this alone. Is,
0: yeah. So I was starting with the sex thing because yeah. it's like th- you can like
1: you have great sex, you can have
0: great sex as a decidedly,
1: of- consciously single person. It feels like sure.
0: I, you, I could have great sex for the rest of my life and never get married. Yeah. But you know, you do yearn for a certain level of connection and love and closeness mm-hmm. that is very hard to come by uh with people who are more casual yeah so how do you have that so now how is she wording this question again is it a she why did i
1: it is a she yeah how can i be super happy and fulfilled while being single and do you think this is harder for women than it is
0: for men so a lot a couple of those words are are uh problematic because it's happy and fulfilled.
1: Like nobody can be super happy at any point all well, the time.
0: That's the way you're gonna go. I'm gonna say you don't need to be with somebody to be super happy and fulfilled. Yeah. So both of those things are true.
1: But the I and I think the the gender role comes into play because like as a woman, I have been taught and I'm trying very hard not to do this to my own daughters, but I was taught from the very moment I could realize adult relationships that you had to meet someone and settle down. Like, I think, and I don't want to speak for her. So if you're listening, I'm sorry, mom. But I think my mom still harbors this desire for me to meet someone and settle down.
0: You, 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 I mean, how many, it's almost, it's a cliche Oh, are you dating someone? When are you going to give me grandchildren? Oh, I just want to see you happy and blah, 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 blah. And, th- and that does, to a degree, go both ways, I think. Like, when like f- more for women. Yeah. Because they're going to bear a- the there's child. There's also this bullshit narrative in
1: every show we watched, every movie we watched, that you're going to meet a prince and it's going to yeah. be happily ever after. Yeah. And that's like the ultimate thing you can realize for yourself.
0: Yeah. So the, the, the narrative is there. And men... Yes, they also, to degree at least, in growing up for me. You know, my mom was, and it was—it it wasn't even like she would have to say it. I think there, but it was more like it's assumed you're gonna meet somebody, make babies, you're gonna have a family. That's it. Yeah. You know, and that's life. And I think that even my dad is he, hes commented that like it's going to be more and more difficult for me that the more older I get, the more I live alone because it's harder for me to open. And we've talked about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's still assuming that that's the goal.
1: Yeah, and like you maybe know? you don't want that. Maybe yeah. maybe you have zero desire to have children in your life. And
0: I probably won't have children. I, I'm, I think I'm coming to that <laughs> <laughs> point. Yeah, you get to a certain age, it's like, uh, aren't I going to be too tired?
1: I don't know. I think that's like a mindset piece for sure because I've known some men who've had children in their 50s who have been super fulfilled and happy and like we don't age the same way now. We're taking much better care of ourselves. Medical developments have made it easier to live longer lives. I think if you truly want to have a child later in life, it's 100% possible. Why are you trying
0: to talk me into having a child?
1: I'm definitely not.
0: So um, I think if
1: you know you don't (laughs) want children, that's important to honor that. But if you think you might want to have kids, I wouldn't give up on it.
0: I don't have, I'm indifferent. Um, (laughs) I know lots of men who are indifferent too. I should probably lean towards not because I don't think it will make a difference. What I don't know, it's like, (laughs) don't want to bring it back to this, but it's like having a foreskin, you know? I don't have it. So, you don't miss you know, it? I don't miss it. If I somehow got a foreskin, I might love it. But uh, at this point, don't have one. And life's pretty sweet.
1: <laughs> See, and I think you've done a good job of finding contentment and fulfillment in your singlehood.
0: Well, that was the other thing, right? Like, you know, do things, enjoy things that you enjoy. pursue You're free. your passions,
1: figure out what your passions yeah. are, enjoy them. I know for me, like, creating my own stability. Uh, like financially speaking has been a huge part of my journey through singlehood because I think I spent a lot of time, well I know I spent a lot of time in my life with this mentality that none of the things that I am passionate about or I pursue for work will ever be enough on my own. Mm -hmm. Like I felt that way since I was a child and so I had to really shed that belief and realize that I could create my own wealth and I could support myself and my child and now that I am working through that I, I I don't really need a partner. You know, like re- I have a child so my biological clock is not ticking anymore. I knew that's something I wanted it happened. I have three amazing kids actually, and now I am stepping into my own ability to like pursue my career and create my own wealth. And I don't have that need to like tether myself to someone else in order to just settle down and live whatever life, you know, I would still love to have a partner eventually, but I'm not driven by that pursuit in the same way that I have been for literally all of my adult life now.
0: Yeah. That's a, it's a wild thing that we have that like intense drive. So in this person, it's built into the question, right? Like how on earth, how on earth could I possibly be happy (laughs) and fulfilled without Romantic love in my life.
1: And I can tell you too, like, I don't know if this is a byproduct of my own unique experience in relationship, but the amount of frustration and confusion and pain and difficulty and even trauma, I will say it, that has come with trying to pursue an intimate relationship has been exhausting. Mm -hmm. My ability now to just enjoy myself, my own company go and spend time with friends when I choose to, be alone when I choose to, and just feel good in that space has created peace like I have never known.
0: It, the peace that you might say passes all understanding.
1: <laughs> might I say that?
0: It's a religious podcast again. Oh, it's, here we uh, go. Is that a Bible quote? Because it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Th- that's, uh, what, that's what Jesus offers, peace that passes all Honestly, understanding. Honestly? Like, okay, yeah. I
1: know we, we've we done this consecutively for four episodes now, but I do feel in this time, in this this COVID-era awakening time closer to the divine than I have
0: ever felt. Interesting. In what sense?
1: I just feel this profound sense that if I continue to nurture myself and stay connected to the divine in me, everything is going to be okay. I feel literally shepherded through my life right now.
0: Well, you know, the good shepherd.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But my deity has really big titties. So, I mean...
0: (laughs) I feel like your de- deity, in a sense, you say deity, I want, I want to say deity, but it's probably deity now that I say them both. Um I feel like you they're within yourself, so it's just, it's, is it yeah. just you? Because well, your tits aren't that big,
1: Kat. No, you're right. My tits are not that big. But, um well, I, I mean, I grew up Christian, so I also grew up with this idea that we were created in the image of God, and I actually do feel like each of us. Not necessarily we are divine, but we are connected to the source, which is divine. So Mm. I think when we nurture and cultivate that feeling, this like universal love that we all have access to, you're not really ever lonely in the same way.
0: Uh, And that's a good hot tip for uh, this asker because uh, there are things you can reach out to or look into or explore that. You may find fulfillment in beyond just romantic love, Mm -hmm. divine love. Well, yeah, and the spiritual,
1: the spiritual connection that creates like peace and stillness, and Mm -hmm. like whether or not you're tapping into some kind of sense of a higher power, there's something that comes from the stillness of meditation. Say that really quells the constant ache. Mm -hmm. I don't ache anymore. I used to ache. I used to burn for someone to love me. What a
0: thing! The constant. Ache. Yeah. How heartbreaking. But we do experience that as people. Yeah, of we course. have this this raw, sort of horrible feeling. And if you lean into that, you become uh what's the word? It's not narcissistic, uh, like a nihilist or whatever. Yep. And some people actually enjoy that being there, you know. They they're like, Yeah, everything's pointless and meaningless, you know, and they find some sort of beauty in that. And That's heartbreaking. But sometimes you can go the other way, which is, um, you know, looking at the world in more of a mystical or mysterious way where there is something beyond, you know.
1: There is so much wonder and beauty that has nothing to do with romantic love that surrounds us constantly. Mm -hmm. Like there's the connection of just basic human community, which we are really missing right now i think but then there's also our connection to nature holy god try going for a hike like a silent hike in a perfect snowfall and feel alone like you can't it's not possible you will at least i feel so completely connected to everything and everyone
0: um i feel very connected to all the thoughts constantly running through my brain (laughs) yeah (sighs) like i'm talking to myself way too much on these hikes do you I I do have internal dialogues. And then how do you feel afterwards? Um, I Same. (laughs) (laughs) I don't change that much, Kat. But I will say this, that we're, you know, talking about all those different types of connection, and then you bring it back to um, engaging with another person. And just because, you know, these uh, engagements may not be, you know, the the romantic idea that you traditionally have – you can still connect with another person if you use these sorts of disciplines and ideas as like, wait, this is a whole other person. Yeah, This is a like deep inside this person, there's like a whole other world. Yeah, I'm going to just <clears throat> try to understand who this person is. And you can make wonderful connections and learn things and be a part of another person's life. And you still don't have to necessarily have that experience of like, I have them, they are mine, we are together, we are in love, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's that whole ego crazy shit that happens in relationships. Yeah. I was going to say, too, and, like, I don't know how we haven't touched on this yet, but um, if you don't have an active sexual partner and you're single, treat your masturbation like an experience rather than, like, a perfunctory mechanical thing, you know? like. Create a whole scenario, like romance yourself, light candles, make it something awesome, watch quality porn. Like treat your self-love on every level like you are in a romantic relationship with yourself.
0: Uh, Tom Waits, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite singer-songwriters. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, How do we not know that? I don't know. I've got all his records. I love Tom Waits. Um, he has this one bit that he does in, uh, I think, the album nighthawks at the diner it's a live mm-hmm. record and he does this uh you know basically it's a joke about going and and ma- masturbating but he takes himself out to dinner first you know he you know and then he comes home and he you know goes eh, you want a little a uh, little aperitif or whatever i don't know a little drink or whatever <laughs> like he's got this whole thing where he's like to taking himself out on a date. And then he goes, I don't get weird or anything. I don't tie myself up first. <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> but you know, you could do that.
0: <laughs> you could do that with the Japanese robes. Well that would be might be harder to reach hard the to do. But. but uh yeah, so but I agree with that. Like the idea that um you know sex is powerful and fun and and amazing and great even if it's on your own Mm -hmm. you know you can really get in touch with sexuality and sensuality
1: you can also experiment with tantra on your own too like it's a practice you can
0: is that like edging (laughs) i do that all the time
1: well yeah i mean that's part of it but it's mostly like taking that sexual energy and using it as a meditative practice Mm. to raise your own energy and connect with
0: universal source and so you can really become quite hippy dippy with all this mm-hmm, shit
1: absolutely <laughs> get a crystal yoni egg
0: get a crystal yoni egg steam your yoni and uh you know smudge before you do any of this and you should be pretty uh, pretty good <laughs> yep
1: steam your yoni it all comes back to the yoni steaming. Anyway, I know there is like a bit of a laugh that happens when we suggest the idea of taking yourself on a date, but it's actually kind of amazing and I highly recommend.
0: Yeah, treat, you, treat yourself. And treat stop, yourself. you know, stop looking. Stop looking for fulfillment in those senses and just, it, it, I mean, there probably can't can time. There probably could come a time where you do stop looking and you just kind of exist. And you're satisfied.
1: I, yeah, I am arriving at this place where I realize that there's way more fulfillment to be had in myself than trying to find it through other people.
0: I think that there's still like part of me that like has an image of some sort of wonderful romantic uh, entanglement that I would still long for. But I am happy making pottery.
1: Yeah. And you're really good at it.
0: Don't get me wrong. I
1: too would love to meet a person that I could like tuck in with and just like live this amazing journey alongside. But I think neglecting myself for so long and not feeling okay just on my own has made me choose poorly in the past. Mm,
0: Avoid the choosing poorly. And I think that
1: when you really do become very happy in your own company and deeply content with who you are, you're going to choose a lot better for yourself Mm. in future relationships. You're going to see the kinds of things that you maybe kind of shoved aside in the interest of having that love. Mm. We've talked about this before too. So, And then, you know, you do run the risk of becoming so extraordinarily picky that you do end up still alone. But
0: Stop looking at me. (laughs) Um, Well, Happy New Year. I hope we gave you some hot tips on making it uh, feel good, and happy, and fulfilled, even if you don't find that, you know, cock that you want to fall in love with. Um, so I guess that's our episode. Kat, what do we need from people this year? Probably to send us questions to i do and I don't show at gmail.com.
1: We do need your questions, and also, you know, if you want to suggest topics for us to explore, we're open to this idea as well.
0: If you have, like, topics that we can you can think of that we haven't already explored i would add because we've gone. We've,
1: we've, we've covered done, a lot of things covered. but if there's something in particular you'd like us to take a deep dive into and you'd like to hear our opinions on we're happy to do this yeah we also need your ratings and reviews mm. please if mm. you have enjoyed the podcast we'd love to hear from you about and it
0: share us with your friends
1: yep 100 percent. we like it when you share us with your yeah. friends
0: That's what she said. And uh, the last uh, thing that I have to say is, uh, again, uh, Happy New Year. Welcome, 2021.